3D6 down the line. Okay, episode 56 in the books. Great episode. That was Great awesome. Job, yes! Was, uh, so I, I'm so pleased. <laughs> yeah. So happy. Yeah, that was yeah. epic. That was like action packed. It was it was so tight. It was just like I was like everything just went. Yep. Just kept going. I loved it. Well, it's, it's something for for something for everybody. People who like some action. People who like us can't you know unable to decide what to do for twenty minutes. <laughs> we got everybody covered. Yep. Exactly. People who like the voice of Gobliano. <laughs> yes, I mean who doesn't like that? And Charles Great Voice. Um, I think at this point, though, guys, we can probably cross Beastman off our list of potential allies. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of yeah. Him, but dude, we just we're going to score major points with the goblins by bringing back this like Lost Patrol mm. and potentially bringing a, a a forever water source to them. I mean, I, I would love to keep that for ourselves, but it might be a really fitting gift for a king. Yeah. You know? So, this I was thinking about this, and um, this is. I, I think it's an interesting thing to to explore here uh, in our detox, which is, as you guys know, in the in the Discord, I was saying like I don't really care about the goblins; they're not that interesting. I think the beastmen are much more interesting, and I stand by that. But, um, like it's not going to work out, and it's an interesting thing to me that like in a mega dungeon or really anywhere, you know, there's different things, different encounters, different options you have, and some of them are sort of really appealing and they just never pan out you know and like i i think the beastmen have like a way more fascinating setup you know with their possible you know ancient legionary origins or whatever mother is and like it's i mean it, i feel like it's a much much richer story there but it's it's a closed book to us now without a lot of extra work probably i was gonna say this is not necessarily yeah, yeah. right the, the bridge has not been burned completely Right. Yeah. The the, the, the hostility was shown because you were in the presence of goblins. So it, it, right. it's not it, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that you can rectify the situation. But it all depends on how you how you approach it, you know. And it, it's funny, like I, I've been thinking about this almost like, you know, dunge, dungeon faction Plinko. Right. Like we enter in and start doing stuff and whatever happens, we accidentally like score points with this faction or with that faction without us really knowing that we're doing it. Like we did not, you know, go down and mess with the halflings because we wanted to gain favor with the goblins. That no. was just accidental. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we accidentally got kind of, you know, a, a, a big bonus with those guys. Like we handed them something yeah. and whether or not we think that they're the most interesting faction, we accidentally our little Plinko pellet landed exactly. in their lap. Right. Yeah. It's, well, and it's we keep deep. on delivering for them, right? Like, I mean, first we deliver the halfling. First we yeah. deliver the halfling area to them. Then we deliver like their lost patrol to them. Then yeah. we deliver um, the a possibly powerful magic item if we decide to give it to them. I don't know. I'm I'm very much on the fence about that. But if we become like their weapons, like providers and all the rest of that shit, like it just feels like it's like it's stacking like blocks um to, to to get in with those guys i still think they're untrustworthy which is my big concern mm. yeah oh absolutely yeah, you're, you're, well i mean nobody in the dungeon that we've come across is going to be trustworthy they all have their own best interests at heart right right well but, it's fair i mean everybody does right but sometimes it's in your best interest to be trustworthy and i don't think we've found anyone like that yeah well ted uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i uh, what i feel is like one of the uh, 
the appeal of the Beastmen for you might be that uh, to it, it seems like they might be honorable people. That is right. what I was hoping that they yeah. they, they exi- would exhibit true honor. I'm a little worried about the whole mother thing, like might override their natural legionary honor. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that is my feeling: is that we could treat with them in in you know in good faith and be treated in kind. You just never know with the with the goblins. But you know, it, Matt, I love your plinko analogy, and I think it extends beyond our factions. Literally everything we've done. In every episode, <laughs> it's just totally random. Yeah, but this is like you're reaching that point. Well, not not necessarily in like mechanical power level, but but uh, uh, the the presence of the AV club, the influence they made. Like you can start pulling strings, uh, you know, or, or like this is a good opportunity for you to start manipulating things um, on your own, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I, I was re-listening to the uh, previous episode of Team A where you talked to Sir Simina and it, the information he gave you on the Beastmen, which was a result of your actions, Mort, for really mm-hmm. uh, telling him some yep. of the info on Priscus. Um, it, you know, it, it, and you had no reason to believe that Sir Simina's lying. Um, it told right. you that those Beastmen were uh, precisely what they were and that they could be treated with and all that kind of stuff. You also have to kind yeah. of understand, too, how much you've actually interacted with them, right? Um, how much of their territory did you actually trespass? Right. Mm. And both of them were um, in under periods of extreme duress. Right. Like you came in and like the gargoyles were attacking. So it looked like they were going to come and speak to you. And then the gargoyles were attacking. Right. Um, and they had to deal with that immediate threat. And you booked it. Right. Right. Um, and it, it appears, too, that the barricade that you just crossed was what they've determined is the barrier, at least one of the barriers between their land and, and the, the halflings land. Yeah. Right. They've set um, that up as a you know, no further you goblins, this is our land. Right. Halflings at first and then the goblins. Right. So the question is, but you know, for a fact that the great hall was also a place where battle had been fought previously, mm-hmm. um, either yeah. with goblins or halflings. Uh, so or that, that was, uh, was the if they're in those vicinities too, right? Or the tights, yeah, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that appears to be I some mean, sort of no man's land. Um, so what I'm saying is, uh, my, my summation is basically that don't feel that you need to walk away totally from the beastmen. If you want to yeah. interact, you can go back um, and and possibly explain yourself. You know, you haven't but invaded my, my their point, land or anything like that. My point was that, like, you know, as Matt says, you know, they, we've plinkoed into kind of goblin after goblin after goblin yes, scenario yeah. where we've built points and and we have a lot of ends with the goblins to build up that much with the beastmen is going to take time mm-hmm. that yes. honestly we're probably better off spent with the goblins and you know even though i think the beastmen are more cool yeah but that was david's argument is is um uh, you know you've already got the in with the goblins so you might as well lead into yeah. it. yeah yeah he's, he's not wrong yeah yeah and remember you know one of the requests of the goblins that we you know received so far is that we deal with the beastmen right that doesn't necessarily mean we go kill all of them but if we can negotiate some kind mm. of peace or state right it doesn't necessarily mean go kill them all like yeah 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 okay we'll go talk to them we approach mm. this barricade um you know we we you know wave a flag of of truce and parley you know to come talk to them mm. Mm-hmm. If they truly are, and and we have the the name right to 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 bring up, you know, we seek to parlay with. Uh, I forgot the I forgot the guy's name, but it was uh, the um, Sir Simonet gave it to us, right? Then, yeah, I've got the it beast, here. Beastman, uh, oh, the count, yeah, count Theros, yeah, 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we yeah. just say, hey, you know, we want to talk to them, we want to negotiate some kind of peace or something, we can find out what they want. Maybe right. peace is impossible. Maybe they can't. But, you know, it's it's an avenue to still get to this interesting stuff and find stuff out, right? Totally. That's I why it's so that, important. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nope. you go ahead. I was just going to say that's why it's important to go talk to the, the the king of the goblins, right? To go talk to Count yeah. Scleros. Like you need to find out who the who the movers and shakers of these factions, what they actually yeah. want. Yeah. Like you can't take what Bottleneck is fucking telling you as truth, right? Like he's low yeah. on the totem pole, man. Like his yeah. he even has a sub. He's got Killick, and then you got to get to the king, right? So, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say though, I I love that idea, Matt, of trying to negotiate with the beastmen, and I was kind of thinking that a little bit earlier in the session. My only concern is the only and obviously we're getting this from bottleneck. The only thing that we've gotten so far is that they just want to expand. So it might be real hard to convince them to leave the beast men alone, you know, um, unless there is some sort of uh, maybe benefit to them teaming up to go take on like the set tights, like the beast men might have somebody they hate more than goblins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That would be the way that we would get in with that. But they also have to be okay with, with uh, the goblins taking over every square inch of Arden Vool that's not like nailed down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, talking to, to, you know, this is, you know, David said this 10,000 times information is the real currency in this dungeon, right? It's the real treasure. It's that's the, you know, that's what we need. And talking to these guys, right. We have a way to do that. We can go down this hall. We have you know names to drop. That was, you know, garnered through the sharing of information right we're engaging in you know information as power and that instead of you know like you know chucking swords and arrows right like the you know maybe that uh, uh, analogy of uh y'all you know traipsing through the the arrow slits which I've been waiting to do since I got the chance to play y'all, by the way. That's sweet. And was awesome. That was so cool. But like the, the, the analogy of that is like, you know, weapons are nothing if, you know, in the in comparison to the knowledge that we can gain. See, I, I will make one side point to that, that the real treasure of Arden Bull is treasure. I still think that's very true. <laughs> Can't deny that. Bags of gold right. is how goblins when, retire in mansions in Gosterwick. <laughs> when, it, when it comes down to it, not a single one of my three PCs is here to just gain knowledge. They're here to get wealth and power and all the rest of that stuff. And 80,000 gold, to go back to the Codswallop situation, ah. is, a, is a lot of um, – it, it's a lot of whatever you want to use it for. It's a lot of weapons for the goblins. It's a lot of food for the beastmen. It's a lot of uh, buying off of the dragon. It's a lot of like building a keep on right next to Estelle's place that we can just, like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like there, yes, knowledge is power, but power is power. Right. And I just, I, I don't know if, I'm not quite so anti-materialistic uh, as David. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I think we can. Money. Yeah. 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 The, End of story. Uh, th that, that brings up a good point. I like, I'm curious, um, like, Nial's carrying a little bit of treasure back with him. He's got, like, two of those bottles of the ancient uh, brandy. What else is it? And he's got the gold rod, but I guess we've already got the, the XP value of that. What, what kind of treasure are you guys carrying? Carrying fuck off. Um, like, yeah, nothing. Mort has um, a few potions. 
a, a some uh, garnet and jade figurines, some rings, um, and then 323 gold pieces worth of ancient coins. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, probably all told seven or 800 gold pieces worth of stuff, I think is what it would work out to be. Okay. Um, good, good, good. So, yeah. you know, not 80,000 gold, but, yeah. you know, not, not chump change, you know, enough to go out drinking pretty heavily. It's Especially not for Darius, right? And Darius has been with you guys for like literally a hot minute. Like, I think it's been not yeah. even a day. Like we, yeah. we had the one camp out in the, uh, in the stairwell down in the, yeah, you, know, you, area. you form such strong bonds. It's like strong you've been together bonds. forever. Yeah, strong bonds. But I'm just like, it's like literally, he's just like, that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are cool. Um, well, wait, cool I, I, is, I, I, go ahead. I, I was just going to say the cool thing is, is having that assassin's advancement tables. Um, I'm second level now. John told me like last time teammate played that I would be third as soon as I like hit the um, hit the sack. Yep. You know, much. so. Yep. Now my question becomes is if we are in a safe area by two 30 in the afternoon, can we take a long rest before we get to the cods wallet plot? Mm-hmm. I'll get my cloak thing back. I'll get hit points. Um, maybe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like dab and dab you, your old cods wallet. Avarice might get spells, which would be amazing. What do you mean? Might get spells. He is totally, <laughs> he would totally do that. Like Avarice is down to, you know, book it if we need to, but there's that, you know, there's that benefit, right? Like yeah. if he rests, we have all kinds of stuff at our disposal. Well, we and we also get to put together, we, um, we get to put together a decent team versus the Codswallop thing. Like, like I think John already said, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, but we can only take one PC each. So it's, we're not running like 15 dudes over, over there. Right. But the cool thing is, is we have a, at least one retainer in Samantha and, and we'll have four PCs that are not like on death's door and completely like combat non-effective. Well, I think we were talking too about possibly reverting the ones that were retainers back to retainers, right? So, like, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, Yost and y'all and stuff, like, so, but that actually might be a good yeah, thing for you because you could then take them with you. That would be a good thing, you yeah. I mean? But I mean, here's the thing I liked about uh, making them all sort of various types of PCs and we kind of exchange them out is that Coswallop was a retainer and look what he did to us, right? Like, if, if Yost is a PC now and we say, okay, Yost is going to stay here and guard our safe haven, then that's what Yost does. And mm-hmm. it's not a morale check, you know, like, oh, I'm tired of waiting around. I'm going to fucking become a rogue retainer and steal <laughs> Shut your whore mouth. Yost would never <laughs> turn on us. <laughs> no, I mean, bad example, us, Ted. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, mean though, yeah. We, yeah. we would go for, We would go from, like, a Patreon of, like, I mean, a discord of like 600 people to three. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone leave us in droves. They left Yost. <laughs> yeah. So true. Anyway. Yeah. Yost is a good guy. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. But anyway. as, as far as like uh, using your money to like uh, instruct strongholds and all that kind of stuff is definitely like a thing that you guys want to be thinking about and all that kind of stuff or, or utilizing it to um, gain favor and all that kind of stuff. But as Matt and David and I have said, the, the if you don't gird yourself with as much knowledge as possible, 
that will all be for naught uh, because that amount of money paints you as a target, which is what you've already seen, right? And right. Um, you yeah. you are starting to gain more knowledge of how things sort of work underground, but you are still in a lot of ignorance. Um, and uh, if you start uh, planting your your uh, your what am I trying to say? Like right. a foothold here, you know, like a like a real established sort of presence. Um, that's going to draw their presence. That's going to draw the attention of um, some people who are uh, probably not going to be too keen on upstarts, um, especially ones that are building strongholds at like first and second level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just saying that they, it's both, both are completely valid. Um, and, uh, you know, a tar- you know, uh, goals to, to achieve, uh, power and wealth and, uh, knowledge go hand in hand. Well, I'm, I'm go- One thing I should point out is it hasn't been that many days game time since you told us there were basically no stonemasons available for building towers and forts. Mm -hmm. We can't even hire anybody to do that. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much Uh, true, yeah. But once again... You can't uh, hire anyone from Gosterwick, Ted. That doesn't mean that we can't go down to Sets Market and find, like... True. A bunch of stonemasons Mm -hmm. or whatever down there. And I'm not talking about building a freaking keep right next to Estelle's. That was a joke. But, I mean... If we get a safe space, a safe haven in the dungeon somewhere, absolutely we can build a couple walls and a couple like iron doors sure. and a couple arrow slits and stuff like that. Um, yeah. The one thing I, I just want to say on, this, on the part of knowledge is do we have anyone that speaks Mithric now? Or have we just yes. been comically rolling bad for intelligence? I'm, Brother I'm... Lothar speaks Mythric. That's it. <laughs> I, I think, think. O- Opior does, doesn't Opior? I don't think, think so, dude. Might. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. I think David did that thing where he, he plays a magic user with like a six intelligence just to prove that he can do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, he has, he, has, he has at least average intelligence with both of them, but I don't know if he's hit the 13 mark where he would be able to get an extra language. Um, no. he, would, he would obviously do it if he could. Um, but uh, We yeah. still have the book uh, that Codswallop was supposed to be studying to learn Mithric. Right, right. Someone you know needs a couple of weeks of downtime to read it, and we'll learn Mithric. Yeah, well, if actually, we, and if we have a stable of characters, exactly. we can do that. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And well, and you shouldn't discount the fact too. Like time pressure has always been on, but it's okay. I mean, not okay, but you uh, taking time out to just do like a massive amount of downtime, like you had done earlier with learning the scrolls and items and stuff like that. That's still an option. You just have to be willing to be okay with the fact that that things will change and adjust in the dungeon. Yeah. Um, but as we said before, that's okay. Like things will still be fun, right? It's just, things will be different. That's all, you know? Right. Honestly, guys, one of the, one of the things that I think is uh, a new kind of clock ticking for us, not because of the, you know, worry about, you know, things changing in the dungeon, but just the value of it. Remember the, that letter that we got, right? Mm-hmm. That, yep. Is mm-hmm. going to be so valuable down in Gosterwick. Yeah. I mean, for that, that thing, tracker. right? Yeah. That cool. thing is is just huge. This, you know, this was the the you know letter that we recovered yeah. from the you know yeah. you know, yeah. know. <laughs> wreckage, wreckage of blah 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 from <laughs> from that guy. Um, but that, that's going to be huge. I mean, a, it ties, it's a game it ties play, in. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, and we. Think about the little pieces that we have. We have that. We have a line, not necessarily like the answer, but at least a line on the um, uh, relics. Or shoot, what are they called? The um, regalia. regalia. Mm. The regalia. Thank you. 
um, all this stuff is just like there in line, right? That's good. And the I worry about not the the timing aspect, but until we get that that message out of our hands, it's in jeopardy, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. like any of us could be you know dissolved in an acid trap or you know whatever, yeah. and then that thing's gone. So it's I like the think, time pressure for the the potential loss of the thing, rather than like you know people you know after us or whatever. I, I do think that if I had to prioritize like the shit that we got to get done, Codswallop to me is number one, and then that is not a hard yeah. number two. Um, yeah. Like that's the very next thing I think we need to tackle is that is that. But that that will also go along with the fact that we probably need a little bit of downtime in Gosterwick to get some other things yeah. caught up. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, Mike, you just said a hard number two, which, okay. The 14 year old in me just giggled. <laughs> Can't pass that by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hard number two. Uh, Darius, Darius yeah. I was just looking at the treasure tracker. You've actually got quite a bit of, of treasure on you. Did you <laughs> put it on your character sheet? Because the treasure tracker says you're carrying like more than 500 gold pieces worth of stuff. Really? You got a platinum band and a bunch of uh, solidite. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just saw uh, one thing on my character sheet just says 16 gold coins. And I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> Mike doesn't uh, write stuff now. on character sheets, Ted. Come on. <laughs> it's all recon. I, I just all forget recon. shit like cool people. It's play. all up here. The, um, <laughs> Yeah, the one big time pressure element as far as prioritizing stuff though is is uh, is the King we King Weskinum's yeah. um, uh, patience, mm-hmm. right? So maybe um, that's our hard number two. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, well, I mean, think of, think about it. I mean, we have two reasons now to go to Gosterwick, and I, I'm not saying that we do that ahead of him, but. Um, if we go, you know, and once we talk to him and find out what he wants and make sure that, you know, we align the way that we think we do, um, we can go down to Gostrick, not only for the downtime, like you mentioned, Mike, but to, you know, secure a shipment of weapons up. You know, we go down there and we say, hey, we're starting a new mercenary company and we want to be prepared. So we're shipping some weapons up, up top. Right. And, and after, after we have that, you know, conversation uh with lady alexia then she's like she's gonna love us and she's like yeah. sure you need to bring a few weapons up there we, go ahead man you, you, you need to you need to really yeah. think about like um the sky's the limit with lady alexia like you need to you guys need to have a conversation about what yeah. what that note can actually bring you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> you know what i mean you, like once again you play your cards right um you could you could be very clever with what with with what you do um, and get a real edge. So um, you should definitely start thinking about those kind of things. But yeah, uh, uh, if you want to solidify the Goblin Alliance, then uh, you need to move on that. I've been pretty clear about that. Yeah. If you want to do okay. that. Um, yeah. That makes sense. And I would almost make the argument too that after rescuing the Lost Patrol, maybe we bought ourselves a little extra street cred with them or a little extra time. I don't it's know. not like, going to hurt. That is for sure. Yep. Yeah, I think Absolutely. going down to the King while the iron is striking while the iron is hot with that is going to be super, super important. Um, yeah, you know what storyline I, I, I'm okay with us kind of leaving behind right now. We totally forgot about Garalad and the monkey, like the monkey paws, you know, it's like, like we were so intent on getting down there and jacking his shit up, but then we looted his library for like all the good shit anyway. So it's like, I'm kind of like, what did, else is Garalad sitting on? That did we really you? Need? 
did you? Yeah, no, I know. There's always more, man. I mean, you have the giant ruby throne, which could be another 80,000 gold, like, you know, albatross around our neck. But on the flip side, like, I no longer, I guess I no longer feel that pressure anymore. Yeah. That's totally fair. And it's good, Mike, that you that you recall the fact that that is that is an open end because, uh, you know, I, I'm taking notes. There is a timeline mm-hmm. of events, uh, you know, but uh, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right that it's um, yeah. totally fair to have that as a lower priority. But yeah, yeah. things are in motion, you know. Yeah, and fight. make no doubt about it, Avaricios hates that guy. He really enjoyed having his right hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it totally. was one of his top two hands. Absolutely. And top two hands, yeah. And yeah. That guy's All a right. dick, and he's got to go. Yeah. Speaking of which, I got to go. So I'm done. So do the rest of us. So I, I'm going to get okay. that thing. So, it, yeah. It's been-